0: Welcome to this episode of the Minute Clinic Chemical Processing podcast series. The Minute Clinic gives you quick-hit solutions to common processing problems. My name is Tracy Purdom, and I am Chemical Processing Senior Digital Editor. In this Minute Clinic, we learn how to calculate total operators required to cover a post position. Our clinician today is Dave Strobar, founder and principal human factors engineer for Bevel Engineering, and the founder of the Center for Operator Performance. Dave, is there an actual calculation involved?
1: Uh, Well, Tracy, thanks for having me. And, yes, there is a calculation involved. Uh, It's probably unfortunate that many people don't bother to do that particular calculation. It's really not difficult. Uh, There are 182 shifts that a person can typically work in a given year. And so if you factor in uh, 10% overtime, that's that's 200 shifts. So a person can work uh, 200 shifts uh, with overtime. What you need to do is that in a given year, uh, you would would subtract out the number of shifts that a person is going to be away on illness and vacation, so maybe three weeks' uh, worth of shifts of vacation, maybe uh, 3% for absence illness, uh, and that will give you the number of shifts that each person can be expected to work You divide that into the number of shifts per year, and that tells you how many people that you're going to need to cover that single 24-7 post position uh, with the given level of overtime. Typically, it's not going to be a whole number, and that's the dilemma. So usually it's between four and a half to five people per 24-7 post position. So if I have a an area that has five uh, positions, five jobs that are working twenty four seven, I would need anywhere from twenty two point five to twenty five operators, depending on which number I use. Obviously, finding those fractions of the operators are difficult, uh, although we've we've all probably encountered uh, a few of them in our time. Uh, So you would typically round up. So anywhere from 23 to 25 operators would be needed to cover those five uh, in post positions or five 24-7 positions that you would have in an area.
0: Well, what about extenuating circumstances? How do you account for those?
1: Well, some of that is going to be accounted for in overtime. So you can have the right number of people, and you can still end up with overtime because you didn't account for somebody being on vacation and somebody getting sick at the same time. So with some extenuating circumstances, that is what the function of overtime is for. The other is looking ahead, so that if you're going to have a turnaround coming up and you know you're going to be pulling some operators off on special assignment, then that can be built into the equation in terms of uh, subtracting that time, the special assignment time, away from the total number, and that would increase the number of operators that you're going to need. So this would require a little bit of a look-ahead, but the the equation would help you determine how many additional operators you would need if you were going to, say, take three operators off shift for six to nine months for a a special assignment. So the extenuating circumstances, the the ones you can't control, that's what overtime is for. Uh, Those that you can reasonably anticipate, uh, that's what you would use the equation to uh, to look ahead and make sure you're properly staffed.
0: Dave, thanks for joining me in the Minute Clinic. Your insight is always spot on and thoughtful. As you know, chemical processing aims to help readers make plants as efficient, safe, and environmentally friendly and economically competitive as possible. The Minute Clinic is another way that we make that happen. If you have a question on any topic you'd like examined, you can email me at tpertum at putman.net. And if you want to check out our other episodes, visit chemicalprocessing.com slash minute clinic. On behalf of Dave, thanks for listening.